0: Access All Areas on Foo Bar Radio. Hello, good evening, welcome to Access All Areas. I am Stephen Ng, live at home.
1: And I'm Bobby Norris. How are you, babe? <laughs> I'm
0: all right, I'm doing all right. How are you doing? You've had, a fresh, really? you've had a fresh haircut.
1: I've had a little trim up, short back and sides. Looking very fresh. Thank you, babe. I had a little growth spill over the, uh, the new year. So I uh, thought, yeah, d- just trim it up a little bit. Make sure it's just feel a little bit fresher.
0: Like a new man always, I always know, for me I always think and this is it won't apply to you, but for me, I always feel like when I have my hair cut, I feel like I've lost about ten pounds um like obviously I haven't um, but you know <laughs> um, but yeah, it's always a nice feeling when you're when you're a gay man with a freshly shorn uh, <laughs> head it's always you feel a bit better
1: it, it really does make you feel better yeah, it does What's and I'm I've got the eight in salt eat which How's is that. Good. So I've left, uh, I've left my parents again. Oh my God, it's just so nice. Last time I was in here, I think I was telling you last week, it was literally, I was like Jack on the Titanic. When I was breathing, there there was just like smoke coming out of the mouth like (laughs) a dragon. So uh, just nice to have a bit of heat again. So uh, blessed.
0: Yeah, I mean, I think like I said before as well, I mean, it really is just the small things we require, like heat, affordable heat that works and, uh, you know, clean drinking water and we're good to go. Yeah.
1: Well it works. I don't know if it's affordable at the moment. Yeah.
0: <laughs> yes, that's also true. I definitely know that feeling. What have you been up to? Anything exciting?
1: What have I been up to? So I've been gym today. Of course. Trained a little bit. Loving that um, do you know what we always say as weeks go on that we notice because we record the show at the same time every week, we can mm. kind of have we judge that the lights changing. Mm. I'm really noticing when I'm getting up in the mornings for the gym, the difference in the last week or two. Yeah. Sometimes when I was leaving just a fortnight ago, it was still like the dead of night. (laughs) Whereas this morning, just that little bit lighter. And it's that bit more mild. So I I feel like spring's approaching. First of February, January. January's done. Congratulations (laughs) on dry Jan.
0: Yeah, I mean that's great, but I've still got two and a half months to go. So,
1: <laughs> oh shit! Yeah, you're
0: doing hundred days. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so, I'm, dry January. I'm glad it's done because that means I'm a third out the way. Um, yeah. But yeah, thirty-three mean,
1: percent. Well done. 30,
0: yeah, exactly. Uh, but I definitely know what you mean about spring. I don't know if you can see. I've got some. I bought some daffodils from uh, the supermarket. Uh, just there. Oh, I
1: love a daff. They're only a pound. They're, I feel like they oh, no. brighten up my brighten up my flat. Um, oh, I might go get some, inject a bit of colour into oh. the greyness of my- <laughs> <laughs> um Yeah, I'm definitely,
0: I'm definitely um, feeling that vibe I'm, um, I, I think, like I said last, last week, I feel like well, I've lost £4, pounds, which is not a huge amount But, you know, good start, considering I haven't been doing anything Well, I've been in the gym, just doing some classes and You then, look great Well, thanks um, and, But actually, as of Monday, I've started back on the calorie counting uh, which is how I've lost weight when I've done it before. Uh, sort of just tracking all my food. Um,
1: and how do you find that? Are you quite? I mean, you obviously got quite a dedicated mind, like you, because you've done the hundred days sober. A couple of—is this your second or third time now?
0: I did one so- sober lockdown. Um, yeah, the second one, um, and in 2019, I did 94 days. I was broken by a trip to Chicago. Um, a little pressure.
1: Yeah, it was, and when I, broad, it rolled,
0: it, it yeah. doesn't count. It, that's that's how it that's how it feels. But I, I'm determined in my mind to make it to 100 days. I haven't ever done 100 days, um, so yeah, I've lost. I, I, I am. I feel like I can be quite um, uh, strong-minded when I'm in the right frame of mind. Like, and I yeah. feel like a long period without booze, as someone who does drink a fair amount, um, really puts me in a good sort of frame of mind, and I'm and I'm pretty good to good to go so yeah i've been doing that i mean i'm only on day three so come back to me in about four weeks and see if i'm like the shell of a man hopefully i will be a oh, shell don't of a man do yourself I will,
1: don't,
0: no good good for no drinking but the diet thing is always a bit more difficult because it's just i feel like with food it's everywhere right drink you can remove yourself from yeah um, because
1: you don't have to drink you have to yeah. eat every day to stay alive <laughs> yeah
0: it's exactly I guess, I guess probably with you building a lot of muscle, you're probably quite used to. Do you track what you eat or do you like? Yeah. Yeah. yeah I
1: track my food, But I um, you're so right. And I think you completely hit the nail on the head there. It's actually, it's the, you can have a really strong mind. And I have with so many things, but it's, you've got to be in the right headspace for saying, however strong minded you are or how much yeah. willpower you've got. If, if the mind ain't quite in, in it, it, it's it's not there but i think there's a lot of pressure in january everyone everyone does mm. the new Year's resolutions which is inevitable because it's yeah, yeah. just such a tradition now yeah just but i think sometimes everyone can be that bit hard on themselves and actually do you know what i think it doesn't have to be a january thing and just mm. doing what you can and what feels right for you and like three yeah. people that have done dry jan on top of it sometimes you can't that you can't like pull too many things. So people doing yeah. dry jane, then worrying about food. And, yeah. Like, you've got to be a bit kinder to yourself.
0: Yeah. And I definitely feel like in January, I haven't sort of um, held back. It was quite funny on Sunday. I met up with some friends for a roast and I, but I'd been out in the morning shopping actually in town and uh, in Soho and, and sort of Oxford Street and that. Um and I was like, Well, I'm going on the calorie count tomorrow, so I'm gonna have that Greg's vegan sausage roll and then I'm gonna have a brownie from <laughs> Ben's cookies. I'm like, I was oh, like Ben's like, cookies. Yeah. So it was like, I feel like like I went out with a bit of a bang, had a massive roast. Um, and then I thought I did wake up on the Monday and I was like, right, well, I'm on it now. Um yeah. and the good thing is I I don't know what what you use, but I use my fitness pal, um yeah. which is free. And once you I tend to eat mostly the same stuff most of the time anyway. My dinners might change a little bit. Um, but once you've got into the pattern of it, it's all kind of already on the app. So you, all you need to do then is just add it. And you know instantly, tracks your steps. So, you, you know, you get, if you've been walking a lot like I do, you get a couple more hundred calories a day, um, which, which for me is going on a two-finger Kat. That's exciting, isn't it? <laughs> um, that's like my one that. treat. That's my one daily treat. Not a four-finger. Just the two fingers, <laughs> um, and uh, yeah, two so... fingers
1: are better than no fingers, Stephen. You know yeah,
0: that, as the saying goes, Bob. Yeah, <laughs> uh, two fingers are better than none. Um, uh, so uh, yeah, so and I'm just trying to sort of keep at it. The weekends, I feel like I do give myself a little bit of leeway on the weekend. or I have you done and to, I've done this yeah. before, but I
1: try and still keep it within reason. Um, I think I said, it's important to kind of have that, and whether it's the weekend for some people, or depending on what people's yeah, routines are yeah. and work and stuff like that. Obviously, you have to have that day or two where mm. you can, for it to be achievable long term. Yeah, because uh, otherwise, yeah, you, you could smash something out for two weeks, but three weeks. But once if there's no leeway with any, and no joy, it's inevitable <laughs> that yeah. you've gone okay. Whereas I think sometimes, actually, it's not even what you're eating. Sometimes it is as simple as portion control. Oh,
0: portion control is, like, I think once you, when you start calorie cap, this is probably quite boring for anyone that isn't, but, I mean, like, it That'd is true. Nice. It is true. I think, like, so I, I used to live... My best friend, he's, he's Filipino, and he used to eat a lot of rice. When I left my house share with him, I bought a rice cooker because... I started to eat more like he did. It just kind of happened naturally. Um, and now actually, I probably use my rice cooker once a week and have a big, basically, bowl of a big thing of cooked rice in my fridge. Now I know <laughs> how much a portion of rice is. <laughs> yeah. It's a bit like a portion of pasta. Like I, can, I could up it slightly if I wanted to, like, or, or cut it somewhere else. But like, you know, you have to sort of make it all even out. It's not a lot. Like,
1: like, uh, and I think a lot of people would be surprised, it isn't it? Yeah. Uh, and I think everyone, or certainly the majority of people, would be guilty of not knowing yeah. what portions up because sometimes you don't, or a serving size, how would you like, know? You just wouldn't. I think no. if you, it's not until you are really looking, like, it could be a bag of crisps or mm. um, a famous one in a long shoe and you look at what they say as what it would be, and sometimes it's like four.
0: <laughs> yeah yeah and that's your daily intake right? but for me yeah, once yeah.
1: i've peeled a lid of something yeah. I, i've got no shame in saying i can sit here and do a whole pot of yeah, the of, um, of the cylinder crisps once you um, pop you can't stop i cannot stop especially them cream and chive ones and the salt and vinegar anything salt and vinegar yeah. um <laughs> but what you're, what you're saying about rice that's a really good thing and also the same with pasta yeah. um once it's pre-cooked, I don't know the science behind it. I'm not a nutritionist, but carbs like that certainly pass, and I think rice is the same. When you then are reheating it, it's a reduced carb. So actually, the first, if you if you cook pasta and eat it straight away, whatever that carb level is, mm. if you've done a batch of it and you keep it in your fridge for a few days, when you're then reheating your portions as and when, whether it's your lunch and you're taking it to work or your mm. dinner, it's... It, it knocks something out of it. And actually it becomes an even better carb once yeah, it's rethinking at a you know the lower nice. level. Yeah. Mm. Watch out, Gillian McKee. Yeah, bloody hell. <laughs> Dr. Bob's on the yeah, on Bob. bar. <laughs> I won't remember around your shit, but I, uh, I know a couple of bits and Bob's.
0: <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, but it's, it's nice. It's a nice feeling. It's nice to feel in control and like I'm doing something for myself um yeah. yeah so so all pretty good well I mean it, I so actually...
1: right. it does make you feel in control and, I, and that's what I love about it actually once you're in a swing of it of course anything yeah. when you're making changes Eight or, or whatever people that are giving up smoking giving up drinking um I remember like when I gave up smoking the day we went into lockdown and I smoked I was quite a heavy smoker mm. and I started at school don't start kids if you're listening <laughs> um Honestly, it was the worst thing I ever did, and the irony is, I hated it at the time. But it was something that you thought was cool, and then mm-hmm. soon it becomes a habit, and then it becomes an addiction. Thankfully, I don't think you really see as many kids smoking now. And stood outside the news agents with two pound, going, "Can you get me ten B and A? No, alien. you don't. You uh, can't invaping. get 10 bags <laughs> anyway. They certainly wouldn't be two pound. And I think kids can't afford them. And also, yeah, yeah. knowledge and education. Kids now know how bad smoking is for people yeah um i mean vaping's a whole different story isn't it but um anything once you get into a routine of it it's going to be hard at first i i like the the mindset of when when you're dedicated to something
0: yeah it's just nice to feel like you're doing something for yourself kind of to Mm. it doesn't it really doesn't matter what anyone else thinks when you when you're in the right mindset and you just kind of get on with it yes it's nice. So I'm feeling good at the moment. All positive, which is rare. good. Rare, so I'm going to ride that wave. Um, well, we have an exciting show uh, coming up today. Uh, first up, we have Robin Windsor, a uh, former Strictly uh, professional dancer and uh, now on going on... Well, he's actually on tour at the moment. Uh, then we've got actor Matt Lapinskis, And then um, at the end of the show, we've got Brittany Carter and Stephanie Affleck from The Apprentice. Um, so uh, I want to have a little bit of showbiz chat because... The biggest television event in the world has officially arrived in Liverpool.
1: Is I love have... it. No, whenever I hear about it now, because we know we've known each other years anyway, not obviously yeah. we been working together about two and a half years, I think almost three years doing this show together. Yeah. But because I know how much you live, breathe and love. Eurovision whenever I see I smile to myself and I can't wait to do the next <laughs> like, event Stephen is going to educate so well, you take, take, take the mic baby. I
0: feel like in these instances yeah you could you can just sit you could just sit back and nod and I could probably talk for twenty minutes without taking Perfect. a breath um so yeah so the official handover ceremony happened which usually truth be told is not a televised event but they put it on TV Rylan um and AJ adudu um I think are really good friends anyway. Presented it, and um, and uh, it was just it was just really well done. So the last year's city, uh, Turin in Italy, handed it over to Liverpool, and then they did some technical bits and bobs. But it just feels like Eurovision is really sort of beginning now, and Liverpool is gearing up. I actually saw on BBC Breakfast this morning. Um, uh, one of the hosts of a new Eurovision podcast, uh, like BBC One, was saying that the party's already started in Liverpool. Like, this is it now until May. Like, Liverpool doesn't do anything by halves, so they're already got Eurovision nights and Eurovision pub quizzes and all this like going on. Um, so yes, yeah, like it's nice. It just feels like um, uh, my favourite time of year has has come around. Really.
1: So how does Eurovision work, babe? Do you buy tickets for it or do you apply?
0: Um, you can buy tickets, um, but actually... So I'm, I've got accommodation in Liverpool because I have a friend who's got a free house, um, which is great. Um, uh, but actually, I'm probably not going to go to the actual final um, just because it's very, very hard to get tickets. And also, I'm going with six other people. So the idea of getting seven tickets is probably going to be quite difficult. Um, yeah. But actually, having I've gone... I did go to the arena when it was held in Austria uh, in 2015. And um I actually do prefer watching it at home, which at is kind home. of a funny thing, yeah. Um yeah, so I've that. kind of done it. Um but we might go to the dress rehearsals are open for the to get tickets for and stuff. So we might go see some of like the pre um pre stuff, which would be really fun. And Liverpool itself will just be a big party city for sort of the, the week ahead of the um the actual main event. So
1: yeah. I so imagine what it's gonna be like.
0: I think Liverpool is like the perfect host city. Yeah. Um, oh,
1: I love Liverpool.
0: Yeah, I've, love- I've never had a bad night in Liverpool. Um, no. uh, so yeah, I'm, I'm really looking forward to it, I have to be honest. Um, well, i could talk about this all night, but our first guest is in the waiting room, ready to come in. So uh, Robin Windsor, let's get him in. Let's do it. Hi, hello,
1: how are you? <laughs> how are you doing, Robin? How are you, Robin? I'm very good. Hold on, let me close the door. So
0: it looks like you're in a in a backstage dressing room or something. Is that right?
1: I am.
2: Look, I've got my sparkly shirts ready for tonight's show.
1: Way. <laughs> I love that shirt. Fabulous, isn't it? Amazing. How's it all going, Rob? Uh, amazing. Yeah, we opened the show last Thursday. It's
2: been uber successful so far. So we're really happy. We're in Blackpool tonight. And oh, then, the, uh, the
0: we're all home ballroom dancing exactly
2: we've got another 60 dates to go we finish up in monte carlo which is amazing for real so busy boy yeah it keeps me out of trouble <laughs> <laughs> so, so
0: um the show is called come what may what can people expect from it come
2: What may it's a spectacular, spectacular uh, ultimate tribute to Moulin Rouge, um, hence the name of the show. Mm-hmm. Um, everybody loves the, the the movie Moulin Rouge, and we've taken all aspects of that and we've turned it into a concert style show. Um, and just for good luck, we've thrown in other stuff there, like The Greatest Showman, Star Is Born, Rocket Man, Burlesque. So there is something in there for everyone. And I am can canning my way across the country, which is something <laughs> I never
1: thought I would say. I wouldn't expect anything less, Robin. So you've, you've mentioned that some amazing musicals there. Do you have a favourite, like a personal favourite? Do you know what? Moulin Rouge probably is
2: it. Um, I, I was at the opening night on Broadway of uh, Moulin Rouge, and I've seen it a couple of times in the West End. It would be my dream to be in it, but I can't sing, so this is as close as I am going to get. I can <laughs> imagine at almost 44 years old, I'd be can can in my way everywhere. <laughs>
0: Yeah. So what? If, so you said so. Can Can it, then is featuring in it. What else are you doing? I'm guessing there's lots of different styles.
2: Oh, lots of stuff. There's commercial. There's burlesque. There's ballroom. There's Latin. There's salsa. Um, there's some Argentine tango. Um, you name it. It's in there. Everything is thrown in there, like the apart from the kitchen sink. <laughs>
0: that's what
2: people want, though, isn't it? I mean, that's you got to give I, what they want. And you know what? It's just a really good night out. And and do you know what? There's a lot of awful things going on in the world right now sometimes Mm. you just need a night out to switch off and have a sing-along a boogie little glass of vino maybe and have a brilliant night out. and really that is that is just what this show is it's just a good fun night out you don't need to concentrate too much just have a good time
1: it sounds right up my street is it lovely obviously after the last crazy two or three years you've had are you loving being able to perform and tour again because it was it was one of the worst affected, wasn't it? Theaters and shows didn't come back. It was one of the last to come back.
2: Yeah, well, I actually retired from, from performing in two thousand and eighteen and went to live in the Caribbean. And I had enough of it and came back a month before uh, lockdown. So Excellent timing. Down rolling so I spent lockdown in, in London and then uh, towards the end of lockdown, I got uh, a phone call from a guy asking me if I join a show called Hi- uh, here come the boys with some of the other strictly lot. And I was yeah. like, do you know what? I'd love to, but I don't want to tour anymore. Um, and he said, I know you retired, but it is on the West End. And I was like, where do I sign? <laughs> uh, so I was easily tempted back. Um, but sadly that four month run at the Garrick theater got pulled because of COVID lingering a bit longer than we hoped, but we got uh, two weeks at the London Palladium. And on the opening night, the producer of Come What May was there and he was came up to me, went, I want you in my show. He said, I've seen you dance for years and you're having this break and coming back, you have come back ten times better than you were before. Like sometimes you just need to have a little break or walk away from something, realize how much you miss it and come back even better than ever.
1: Love that. And a nice trip to the Caribbean, we'll do that for anyone
2: yeah it wasn't too shabby
1: <laughs> I bet you regret getting on that plane a month before though it would be nicer to have done lockdown there a bit oh it was
2: like it was like a five star fitness resort so everything would have been provided and I would have had the way, a whale of a time but I still had an alright time in London in a basement flat with no sunlight <laughs>
1: and everything yeah. up for a reason do you know what I mean Ooh. opportunities come so actually coming back it was meant to be yeah,
2: and after the, the horrible couple of years for so the theatre industry just got absolutely annihilated by it all, it's slowly picking itself up or it's almost back to normal. People are flocking back to the theatre. Um, it's safe to go back to the theatre and people are out there having a great night. And I think after everything that's happened, people are dying still to have a great night out. So get yourselves down to theatre. It doesn't have to be this show, although this show's the best. It doesn't have to be <laughs> this show, but get yourselves out to the theatre because everybody needs a bit of, love light and jazz hands in their life really amen that's a good slogan yeah
0: i think we should run with that for the, the show actually um you, you you mentioned like you you wanted to give up touring well you did give up touring but then now you're doing 60 days <laughs> like <laughs> that's quite a turnaround what apart from just being offered it what made you uh, kind of want to get back into it was there something were you, did you feel driven
2: um to- I would always said if I didn't get that adrenaline rush and that nerves before a show, it was time for me to stop because that's what tried me to do it. Mm -hmm. Um, That's why I stopped. And during lockdown, I started to teach again online, on Zoom. I did primary schools. I did um, retirement homes, things like that, just to keep me busy. And I was starting to get this little buzz. And I hadn't really planned on going back on stage, but it was that phone call from the guy asking me to do the show on the West End. I was like, do you know what? I've still got it in me. I didn't realise I still had it in me. And the moment I walked back on stage on the London Palladium, I realised what I'd been missing. And then we found out that we were dancing on top of Bruce Forsyth's ashes. Oh, yeah, of course. Yeah. And that was so special for all of us to realise that his ashes were buried in the stage underneath us.
1: I love that. Kind of come full circle. And obviously a lot of people know you from Strictly, and a few people came out last year and were saying, oh, Strictly can't pull in the A-listers anymore. And as it's, as it run its day now, because it's gone on for so many years, would you agree with that, that they can't pull in A-listers anymore?
2: No, not at all. I mean, um, I don't necessarily know as many of the celebrities every year now, because they are sort of marketing towards a younger market uh, mm-hmm. with the CBBS and things like that. But all the kids, they absolutely love these people. Um, and, Strictly is a very special for. It has a very special formula. I don't think it, nece- it necessarily needs these big A-list names that they used to have, um, because it is such a perfect anti-antidote for the winter period. Everybody still sits down and watch it. It's going from strength to strength, and I I I still watch it. I still love it every single year. I, I miss it. I love being on the show. It's given me some amazing opportunities, but um, I think it's still going from strength to strength. It's not showing any signs of slowing down yet.
1: I think you're so right. And actually, I think it just gets stronger every year. And it it just, they're always ahead of the game. Do you know what I mean? Especially the last few years, we've seen the BBC just really just do some amazing things on that show. Like, I I think it's incredible what I've done, considering how long it has been on. And actually, Mm. with a lot of these big reality, shiny floor shows... Yeah, you can get the, the what people call A-listers and they obviously get amazing fees, but you don't guarantee that they're going to be there to the finale. And actually, sometimes they're, they're the first to go. So, so you're the and you're on TV, they, yeah. they paid these big bucks to get these people. And sometimes they can be out week one, two or three.
2: I remember, I said, today was on Dancing on Ice. They had Pamela Anderson. Pamela Anderson. paid for. Sure. And she yeah. went out on the first week. I was like, well, that was money well spent." wasn't it? Yeah. I really
1: remember uh, that. Her boarding pass, Inc. was still <laughs> wet off. And ITV TV had just got her off the plane. And uh, I'm sure she was happy, though. Do you know what I mean? Straight back to me, Fro. Thank you very much. Yeah, got the Barclay's on the way. Lovely. <laughs>
0: it's actually quite... I guess when you were on it, um, was it 2010 you started...
2: 10, 11, 12, and 13.
0: So you were kind of that real peak time when it was like X Factor versus Strictly, right? Like that was like the big now which was still on telly now. No one's talking about X Factor, right? Like
2: yeah, that it, it, lived it them was, all. It was very, very competitive between the two shows. And then um, I ended up my boyfriend at the time was Marcus Collins, who was oh, running yes. up on the X Factor. So you can imagine what <laughs> it, was it was like okay. fighting over the TV remote. <laughs> <laughs>
1: What do you think of Bruno jumping ship and becoming a judge now on Britain's Got Talent?
2: Very unexpected. I was not expecting him to be the person that took David Walliams' place. Um, he's great. Um, I haven't seen any of it yet. I don't even know if it started yet. But so i I, I just imagine, recording. Yeah. I I imagine that he's going to be great and very entertaining on the end there. But I I bet you it will take about five minutes till he falls off his chair.
0: Uh, 100%, 100%. he's probably already done it I probably yeah. Amanda's already been like can you just sit the fuck up please this is too much yeah. um, what do you make of Anton as a judge speaking of, about Bruno
2: I couldn't think of a more perfect person to be sat on that judging panel, he'd been with the show since the very beginning um, he reminds me of Len Goodman in so many ways and um, who we miss dearly mm. um, uh, that sounds like his past or anything but yeah, he's, <laughs> he's in America, he's in America. He's in
0: America. <laughs> yeah
2: um, <laughs> And uh, he's been been—he's been absolutely fantastic. You know what? He's been there as a pro. He knows what it's like. He knows how hard we all work. And I think he's been the perfect addition to the judging panel. Yeah,
1: I agree. As someone who's lived and breathed strictly as much as you have, and obviously you've still got a lot of love for it. Like I say, it's opened up so many doors. You've had amazing opportunities. And it sounds like you still sit and watch and love the show. Is there anyone that we haven't seen yet, what celebs would be your dream celebs to see take part, say, this year?
2: Well, everyone always asks me, so let's have all a little dice. I'm sorry, Jennifer Saunders <laughs> <laughs> and Joanna Lumley.
1: Uh, and oh, the, uh, Japan,
2: But they would be absolutely fabulous. Oh, well done. You said that one before, haven't you?
1: I, I know. <laughs> uh,
2: but I, I, actually, I actually met uh, Joanna Lumley and I said, would you do Strictly? And she said, absolutely not she was like I would be terrible and I wouldn't want to go on television and embarrass myself she said I'd do something if I was going to be good at it but she was like I just couldn't do it and I was tried my best Um, that's that's interesting
0: because some people might be worried that they'd go out first and and would do you know what I mean if they weren't very good and and they've got a big reputation and it might be a risk for them
2: yeah, I mean, and and I've I've asked a few celebrities that I've met along the way. I asked them, "Would you do Strictly?" Gabby Roslin was one of them. I think she'd be, be fab. Yeah, is, she cannot dance, and I've I've tried <laughs> to convince her to do it so many times, but she's she cannot dance.
1: And do you think anyone can be converted? Because you know, a lot of people go, "Like I can't sing and I can't dance." And we do see some people, and I hate this word in reality TV, the famous journey, air quotes. Mm. I'm going on a journey. But we, <laughs> we do kind of like to watch them. Because I think sometimes week one, when someone's amazing, that's great for them. But the progression isn't really there. But I think we do like to see a bit of an underdog and kind of see them excel and get better week in, week out. But would you say as a professional dancer and someone who's had three celeb partners, four celebs doing the show... But can anyone be taught, or do some people really have two left feet?
2: Everybody can be taught how to dance. Rhythm is hard to teach, but anybody can teach the steps. It's just left, right, left, right, left, right in a pattern. Um, and also, if you've got a great teacher, <clears throat> uh, you, <laughs> you can teach anybody to dance. Um, but for me, like I've always said that the winner of Strictly every, every year should be the person who's improved the most yeah. rather than the best dancer. Um, And I think that keeps it more fair rather than having when you have people from stage school and stuff that are coming to the show, they're great already. But if they improve tenfold, then fair, make them win. But if they sort of stay the plateau and stay the same standard all the way through, I think somebody who's actually got better uh, should win the show. Mm-hmm. I, I have to say, one of my one of my proudest moments
0: was um, a friend of mine works on Strictly, and um, we went to Motsi's dressing room afterwards to have a bit of a party. And she was doing a TikTok dance, and I got involved. And she was like, "You have got rhythm, darling," and I was like, "Yes, thank you. I feel like I'm I'm one step away now. I just need to come <laughs> find some producer that will let me uh, will let me go on." It.
1: <laughs> Bobby, we've seen uh, James Jordan go from being on Strictly as a professional to then go on to dancing on ice. Obviously, it'd be a huge advantage, even though people might not necessarily be able to skate, but like you say, rhythm's gonna help slightly, isn't it? I guess like when people have been pop stars and that. If the call come in from ITV and said, Robin, get your sequins back on, have a fake bake and uh, get on the ice, what would you say?
2: I'd have to really think about it. Um, I've tried to ice skate before. I have no coordination and everybody would would expect me to be really good i can't roller skate i can't skateboard i can't ice skate um and i I, i've been ice skating before i was in canada somewhere and i spent most of the time on my ass with a wet bum while little (laughs) four-year-old kids are going past on one leg and i'm like you know what this is not for me so I, i don't i don't think I would be I'd be any good at it. and I think I'd almost embarrass myself because people would expect me to be rude.
0: That's really That's surprising. Is that is that like a balance thing or something? I would have assumed that most people that
2: could dance could I dunno. Yeah, I, I I would have I would have thought the same thing, but I, I I cannot put on a pair of rollerblades or roller skates. I can't get like more than six foot other just go everywhere. That's probably why I don't drive either, because I find it very difficult to multitask and use one hand to do a gear and one to do the thing. Oh, no, it's all too much for me. I'll stick with the boring dancing for the moment.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Well, you're very good at it. And clearly, lots of people want to come see you. So, um, so pretty good, all in all. Um, Well, Robin, thank you so much for for joining us. Susan. really appreciate it. And um, let's start with the rest of the tour. You've got a lot of work ahead of you.
2: Yeah, good old 60 odd shows to learn. And if anybody wants to have a look at the tickets, we've got www.comewhatmayshow.com. show oh, it's come what may Got it. Awesome. Amazing.
0: Thank you so Amazing. much. Have a good evening. Thanks,
1: Thanks for joining us, Robin. Take care. Bye-bye See Bye.
0: Bye. I felt like I was I was in like surrounded by you two muscle boys in that situation. <laughs> like a little dweeb in my gray jumper. I feel like the IT expert or something like, sitting in the background. <laughs> Oh. oh, bless. Don't be you silly. Get out the gym. Um, right, our, uh, our, our next guest, uh, Matt Lepinski, is in the waiting room so Let's get in. Let's do this.
1: Hello, Matt. How you doing, mate? I'm good, babe. How are you? Really good, thank you. Thanks for joining us this evening. It's oh, a pleasure well, it's to have you on the show.
3: Literally just walked in the door, just threw some clothes on. Got, <laughs> my, dog in, got my dog in the background, taking off my bed.
0: Hold on a yeah. sec. Were you outdoors
3: with no clothes on? Is that what um, that's that's usually what I what I do, yeah. But no, I was, I was working today, and I've just got here, and now I can't put. Oh fuck okay. it! So yeah, literally. <laughs> right here. Where's where's my dog? Right, he's on me bed. That so right. was your dog? dog. Oh look!
1: Oh, uh, what a little Frencher he's uh, it. No, he's Blood. a big
3: step. Len? Oh, yeah. Len.
1: Oh. Hello, Len. I'll be. I <laughs> he can hear you. He
3: yeah. He's it. Who's that? So what you been up to? Been a busy been, boy. Yeah, it's been good. I mean, last year was like a fantastic year for me. Last year, like, I got back on back back on telly doing Hollyoaks, and then um, got a play in the West End, um, uh, shot a film. So last year was just fantastic. What a great year after all the COVID and everything like that, and just getting back out there and doing stuff again. It's uh, it's really picked up. But yeah, it's been it's been amazing, man.
1: Did you enjoy getting back into Hollyoaks? You did, not you? You kind of, uh, you did the mm. Mallorca
3: specials. Yeah, so it was, so I, I actually, um, I, I, I was auditioning for them for a while um, and I got down to um, the last two for two of their new families, but didn't get the role. So obviously as an actor, you know, you, you get nose and you get sort of down, but it's, it's how you take it and it's how you sort of bounce back. And I was always very grateful to them. Always sent them emails because it's all about, you know, connections and uh, networking. So I was always messaging them saying, you know, thank you so much for seeing me. You know, if there's any chance, you know, in the future. So they offered me a guest role. Um, they said, we really love you. Uh, we'd like to come down and do the um, specials. It's like, OK, yeah, cool. So I think, you know, what. Some time in Liverpool, that'd be quite nice. And they were like, no, no, it's being filmed in uh, in Mallorca. We're going to fly out to Mallorca for 10 days, five-star hotel, all-inclusive. I was like, yep, sign me up, let's go. <laughs> I love
1: that. If they could come back and gave you a call or an email and said, we'd like to bring that character full-time to Liverpool would you would it be something you'd be interested in doing doing it like still on yeah
3: i mean the, the thing for me was like well, was working with the people and it wasn't just i mean the actors were fantastic that i worked with and i knew, i knew gary from before as well so we got on really well um but meeting everybody there but you, you know it's like on a tv show it was, it was the it was the makeup team the costume team the, the camera guys everybody was just a big family. And it was really nice. So, yeah, I mean, I've, I've spoken to Kieran, who's the uh, who's one of the producers there. And, um, and and we've been chatting a little bit. So you never know. Something might might happen. Something might not. So I could so see it happening. I'll be honest, Matt. I just think it, it's made. Do you know what I
1: mean? Like, yeah, seeing you do that. And I think bringing that character, if anyone's going to do it, you could
3: do it. Oh, 100%. It was, it was lovely to play like a sort of a, a villain role because they said to me, you know, Ooh. he's, he's going to be a villain. But it, it started off and he was very much like happy chappy, you know, getting them all sort of on his side and then, and then turning on him. But definitely, there's definitely an opportunity for him to come back and, and cause some uh, havoc in the village and stuff. So um, <laughs> I, I, I can definitely see it as well. So, yeah, we, we'll, we'll see. We'll see what this uh, year holds. Watch this space. Watch this space. <laughs> what was the difference between obviously EastEnders
0: for you was quite a while ago now, but what was the difference yep. like filming on two different soaps? Where was it different? I,
3: I know, I know, EastEnders can be a very punishing schedule. Yeah, I mean, when I so EastEnders was was crazy. It was my it was my first audition out of drama school, my first ever audition. I went. Uh, I saw oh, wow. Jimmy Crampsy and up in the BBC, and went through like a bit of an auditioning process, and then got brought in as as part of the Moon family. Which mm-hmm. back then the Moon family were massive. You know, you, yeah. you had Alfie there, Cat there, um, and then David Essex playing my dad. It was it was unreal. <laughs> yes, I got that. It was I was I was twenty one at the time, and it was like you know it was a whole like you know it was it was mind boggling, and and I learned a lot there. Um, but I think what was different from filming then to filming now is. I've been acting and I've shot like you know quite a few films since then done a few different like sort of series and stuff like that so I think as an actor I've I've grown and I think I've progressed in my career so I think filming now was was a lot more I knew what to expect you know a mm-hmm. lot of because a lot of people think you know you're on TV it's amazing and as well as I was out in Menorca having a great time but it's, it's that waiting around schedule they've got to yeah. change the camera locations they've got to set up and you know you are waiting around for a long time it just happened to be 35 degrees and I could sunbathe so it was <laughs> but I guess that was the that was a difference and as well EastEnders have got um, when you film on their set they've got about five cameras and you know one scene's probably done in about two shots uh, whereas Hollyoaks when we were out there we had the two cameras so we had to Take one, reverse the cameras, then do the wide shots, over the shoulder shots, making sure nothing was mirrored, making sure everything was there. So each scene took a little bit longer, but mm-hmm. you you have that when you film on location as well. So you mentioned EastEnders, So you were 21, fresh out of drama school. Mm-hmm.
1: Such a huge show, do you know what I mean, iconic. I mean, especially then like the, the figures it was pulling in then.
3: Mm-hmm.
1: How did you an overnight fame. How did you find it? Because 21. That's still relatively young. Do you know what I mean? Did you find it, a, was it a struggle for you? In terms, it was, like, it was, um, it was int- Obviously, it's a dream yeah. job, isn't it? But
3: Yeah, it's, it was an interesting one because obviously you don't really understand how much, and obviously back then, so we're talking like 2011 where I guess Instagram was just taking off mm. and where Twitter was the massive thing. So uh, for for sort of more sort of press things I remember the first time like walking outside when I went to go get some lunch um from Elstree set and I could hear like and I was like what is that and there was like a guy in the bush like taking loads of photos and I was like what on earth is he doing like why, why is he taking photos of me but then the next day those were all in the magazines and it's like oh okay so you kind of learn that you know wherever you go you're always under scrutiny and I think that's what I found the hardest was was being watched all the time and you know you you kind of have to put on even if you're having a bad day you have to put on a front to people mm-hmm. that you're actually okay um and I guess that that can sort of people that have you know mental health issues and stuff like that That can struggle a lot with them but you know I've, I've got a group of friends around me and I've had my boys since I was like young and there's a big group of us and I, I they're still my boys now and they kept me grounded and um yeah I think you know if I didn't have them I'd struggle a uh, struggle quite a lot but they kept me, you know, sane, and and I still play football every weekend. And uh, you know, that's the main thing: having your family and friends around you. There's nothing like old friends to keep you grounded, is
0: there? Oh, God, yeah. <laughs> they'll, oh, they'll God. tell you the second you're, you're too big yeah. for your boots. <laughs>
3: absolutely, absolutely.
1: <laughs> um, is it something you would like to return to if the call come in? Like, obviously, Alfie's back now, and it's Shane Minshew. <laughs>
3: Yeah, Shane's back. I spoke to Shane actually the other day and I saw, um because I played I played a charity football match on the weekend just <coughs> gone. And um, there are a lot of EastEnders people there. I mean, uh, Danielle, who plays Lola, she was one of the managers. Danny Dyer was there. Um, I'd never worked with Danny, but I know Danny. Um, Max was there. Um, who else was there? Just like, it was just loads of people. And I guess it, it's a weird thing, like everybody that's been on the soap kind of knows each other, even if you haven't <laughs> yeah. worked with each other. So you see these people and it was like, I think I said hello to one of them and I think it was Dan Osborne or, or one of the boys was like, Oh, he's Stender's friends. And it was like, it's, just, it's weird. Just people just, you just know. So, but you know, it's, it's one of those things like I did two years on there. Um, I had a great time on there. Yes. I would love to go back because again, like I said, ten years on, I feel like I'm a much matured actor now. Um, so it would be interesting to go back and, and maybe do some, you know, grittier storylines and um things like that. But you know, I'm an actor at the end of the day and you're never gonna turn down work. So, you know, anything okay. that comes is is a blessing and as you get older, I've got a mortgage now, I've got bills, I've got dogs to look after, I've got a missus to take on holiday and stuff. So, you know, there's, there's, you know you've, got to, you've got to take the workers
1: there. And talking of the missus, Matt, you've, uh, you've recently said that um, you've never been more happy in terms of your love life. Can yeah. you divulge a little bit more about this? She's obviously making you very happy, this uh, lovely lady
3: of yours. You, How long you been
1: can, together?
3: What's the four one one? Thank you, Matt. <laughs> <laughs> so, of course, yeah, no. So we met. Um, so I had a bit of a, a messy breakup before I was with someone for quite a long time, and that didn't end up well. But you know, that's that's in the past now. And uh, and yeah, um, she came into my life, and uh, she's it's the first time I've ever had a, a partner where we're a team. Um, where we have things that we do together, we train together, um, we look forward to seeing each other every day, The, the spark's still there, and it's just, you know, it's one of those things where... You kind of look at that person and you go, I actually want to spend the rest of my life with you. And that's it's such a nice thing to have. And you and you find that per- you, when you find that in someone, it's just incredible. And they do things for you, you know, and when I go to work sometimes and like, you know, my breakfast and my lunch is made and I'm like, wow, like where have you been in my life? And uh, yeah, it's an incredible thing. We're going skiing um, Friday. We uh, head off to France and we're off skiing. And, um, yeah, first time ever skied. Um, she's amazing at it. So well, you're gonna... in for a treat. <laughs> yeah, in for a treat. She's going to teach me. So, so that, that might that might test the relationship. <laughs> so
1: then you me, say you uh, can uh, see yourself oh, with her for the rest of your life. First time yeah. skiing, if you go out <laughs> over tip, which is inevitable, when you end up on your knees, yeah. are you going to be pulling a ring out of <laughs> your pocket, Matt?
3: <laughs> no, not yet. Not yet. Not yet. That's a good good question. I, I, I'll tell you, you had to get it in there. But no, not yet. No, <laughs> not, not, not. not yet. Um, you, you mentioned, um,
0: you, you know, we're into a new year now. How, how has it been treating you so far? And what have you got sort of coming up? Anything exciting
3: you can talk about? So, yeah, I've got, a, got a, I've got a meeting with my agent coming up soon. I've uh, been all self-taping for, you know, a, a quite a few different films that are coming up. Um, January is always a little bit slow, um, but, you know, it's I'm having auditions and that's the main thing. Um, the main goal for this year is just to stay healthy, stay trim, um, keep up my fitness regime and um, just keep going. But yeah, at the moment I'm I'm back on the tools with my boys because that's what I do. Like, you know, I I like I said, I've got bills to pay. I finished panto, so that was great. Made some money from that. That money, boom, straight into savings. And then instead of eating into that, I'm straight back with my mate. So I'm doing plumbing at the moment with one of my boys, and uh, yeah, it's fun. But like I said, that's why I was, I was running around. Got back because I was probably, we were out pricing another job, so uh, you know straight back on the tools and and grafting. But it is it is funny because we are going to these houses and people are like, "I swear I recognise you." And I was like, "No." It's not
1: you talk about keeping trim. I saw some pictures of you as Peter Pan. You're looking very trim to me, mate.
3: Yeah, I think I was, your green your greener biggest, tights. Yeah, the oldest pictures um, Peter Pan I've uh, really ever had. <laughs> Um, it was it was very fun, and I got to work with Darren Day uh, playing Captain Hook, and oh wow, what a laugh he is! And he, we we had fun, but no, still, I'm, I'm really into my training now. I, I definitely believe over the last couple of years, it's really helped me push on in my acting career, and and being in that shape, and uh, and when Hollyoaks came knocking, and I think I said before in my last interview that you know. It was very easy for them to say, like, Matt, can you uh, maybe, you know, just just your shorts in this shot? Yeah, no worries, of course. <laughs> and, and it looked and it looked great, and I was very happy with it. And it certainly you know, it did hard work and dedication, but it is good. Bob, oh, were you paying
1: particularly close attention? It sounds like you were. Oh my God. <laughs> you know, you know, I'm just a. admiring the fine work
3: (laughs) yeah yeah well you know i put it in so i I put put it in so i put it out there that's the main thing
0: exactly man it's quite a different world, though. like you said with instagram and stuff now like you know you you are quite body confident and stuff is that is that Mm. something you've had to learn or does it come quite naturally to you
3: oh no like growing up i was i used to yo-yo in weight all the time i used to be like blow up and then then trim down everything and I I think I remember going to one audition once and uh, my agent called me uh, a previous agent I had and they said they would have offered you the job but they said you were too fat I was like wow okay I need to do something about that so Mm -hmm. I did and um, then sort of got in shape and then yo-yoed again and then and then I just thought enough's enough now I need to sort of and it's all these fad diets and stuff like that Mm -hmm. that like they don't work, you need to find a, a like a sustainability in life that you can do eating healthily. And doing it because you want to do it and that's what i found is like uh, we i have my little time at the gym i put my headphones on i go into my own little zone i've got a great trainer and a great nutritionist and yeah i'm just smashing it and i just i love it and that's it's personally given me more energy and more confidence so i feel like when i go into or like audition rooms and not only that like i was like you know what i'm gonna start modeling now as well so i've signed to like a couple of modeling agencies that like my first job the other day and i was like Yes, this is good. I like this. Good for you,
1: mate. Like you say, you train hard. You absolutely should be doing it. You put oh, in the hard work. It. Yeah, would be a shame yeah. not yeah. to show it, Mac. <laughs> yeah, why not? Get it out. If you've got it,
0: flaunt it. Have fun with it. <laughs> Amen. <laughs> well, you can say that, Bobby, in your little tip vest you got on there. <laughs> <laughs> I'll stay great, covered up. You,
1: know? you look great. <laughs> Thank you, mate. I've been trying. Like you say, though, I think. I'd never really been one for training until I went into lockdown. I mean, who picks a global mm. pandemic? But it was going to go one way or the other for me. I was going yeah. right to either isolate with the fridge. But yeah. bearing in mind, remember Boris said it was going to be three weeks. And yeah. I really cleared overnight. And I thought, well, what, what am I going to do for three weeks? Little did we know how long it was going to go on. Mm. But there was yeah. no... So I just did it in the garden and over the field. But for any more than anything, it's what it does for me head. I put my headphones in oh. and I get in that gym and it just... its yeah. the It's the one.
3: Yeah, it's the one you just sort of like you zone out from everything else that's going on in the world, you know, because, you know, with news and everything, it's always sad, depressing news or you always hear things. So to go in there and just put your headphones on, put on some good tunes. And it's like, you know, when you go in, you're like, actually, what do I want to listen to today? What's going to get me in the mood? Sometimes I put, you know, proper pumpy gym tunes on. Sometimes I'm listening to like de decor and like different things and sometimes yeah. i slow it down i'm like but i still train exactly the same intensity but it's just that it is that you know hour and a half of just bliss and then you finish your training and i'm very lucky enough that i've got a you know swim port my gym and a sauna and a jacuzzi and a hydro pool so i get to do that as well which is quite nice. that's
0: a spa yeah. that's not a gym <laughs> 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 um, matt well thank you so best much for... world. yeah exactly thank you so much for joining us this evening appreciate you coming in straight no, from nice. work um and uh and best of luck i hope to see more of you absolutely okay, thank, you so much, thank you so much
3: enjoy staying. yeah yeah yes i will <laughs> I'll, 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 I'll probably put a topless picture of skiing somewhere, so look out for that. <laughs> on I'm on gonna Instagram. be looking
1: on your Instagram, so make sure you know. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks Cheers, so much, Matt Cheers. Bye, mate. Cheers, Bye. Blessed. Take care. What a lovely man. Really lovely man.
0: And and you can tell just got a good heart on him, I think. Yeah, get okay, good vibes from him. <laughs> Yeah, good energy. Really good. Um right. Well, we've got our, our final guests, uh Brittany Carter and Stephanie Amfleck ready to come in. Uh let's speak to them
4: hey Hi, guys. guys how are you
1: really good thank you how are you thanks for joining us this evening
4: thanks oh, for having no us on you've
1: got a You're lovely way. tan going on. thank you babes went to turkey
4: i literally feel like a ghost now looking at you I am I'm literally grabbing my fake tan immediately after this interview <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> that mitten's coming out and it's going all over yeah i can see it. good good shout oh, it's um,
4: frozen. Hang on. Oh, yeah. <laughs>
0: How are you both doing? Nice, nice to see the two of you together. What is? It? Are you a double act now? Is this? Is this yeah, what's we happening? pretty much. Well,
4: she's moved into my house. Like we, um, so we shared rooms together in the Apprentice. Us, to two, yeah. us together. Literally ever since then, she's just never moved out of my room. <laughs> she's she just gone there to my house and has never left. I didn't even ask. I just decided not to go home one time, and that was that. <laughs> no, I'm overdone. That. My room now. Her, the wardrobe in my spare room is just full of her stuff.
0: So that's it. You're, you're basically like a couple. <laughs> like a couple now <laughs> that just. <laughs> Oh, we've lost you. We lost you for a second. My yeah.
4: dad calls me the third daughter. So. Yeah, oh. <laughs> she, went the
0: family,
4: she went on the family Christmas holiday with my family. That's how much like we've become into the oh. family. Oh.
0: Well, um, yeah this this rarely happens on, on, the, on the Apprentice on well, Reality TV the
4: two as standards go it doesn't really happen on Reality TV but even more no, so I... on like The Apprentice because you're in competition with each other everyone's like I can't believe how oh. good friends you are yeah but the thing is like with The Apprentice people say like oh how do you go back to the house and like are okay with each other like if you're in business so many times in business conversations you will have to have a conversation where you disagree with a business partner but it doesn't mean mm. that from then on you're disagreeing in life like you would have a dis- disagreement and then you would move on sort of thing and that's yeah. kind of what happened in the house and I think disagreements in, in French I think that's a sign of, of a strong
1: friendship in yeah. a relationship you should be able to have disagreements and both respect each other's opinions and you move forward from it don't you
4: it's so Absolutely. funny you said that because we were actually having that conversation earlier on in the week and I was like, you can't just have friends that all agree with you. Like, that's not life. Life, not everyone's going to agree with you in life. Like, you need to be able to have differing opinions and not take it personally. And I like with us that we're brutally honest and I know that <laughs> I'm getting the genuine opinion. So if I could go to her and be like, does this outfit look good? I know that I will get a genuine response. And I would actually say, if she, if she turns up in an outfit where she literally looks a zero out of 10, I'll be like, I am not going out with you looking <laughs> like that because you're going to cop like me. There's no way not it's to go that, out. Honestly, I It's the <laughs> life <laughs> I'm like, you're not going to let got, our friendship down. Do you have the same type then when it comes to her uh, men? you Absolutely not. <laughs> Absolutely not. And that is so lucky. I feel like that would be really annoying if we did, but we are completely the opposite. It's weird in so many ways we are actually completely the opposite because I'm probably more like confrontational. I wouldn't mind having a disagreement, and Brittany hates that, but it works really well because whenever she wants to say, like, say we're at a restaurant and the food is disgusting, she'll go, Steph, do you mind saying it? And I'll do it because <laughs> I don't container. care. I literally won't care. I'll say it for both of us. But then if I'm sometimes in social situations, I get to a point where I can't be bothered to talk. She's way more social than me. So then at those points, I'll be like, oh, Britt, can you be the personality for both of us? Because I cannot be. So dynamic. Is strong in the tune yeah. Like we've got all boxes ticked just for it. It works really, really well. Love oh. that ying to the yang. Exactly. That is actually the best way to describe. Absolutely. Us,
0: so could this end up when you're going into business together or something?
4: Everyone asks that, and I honestly think if the opportunity arose, it's just because the opportunity hasn't been there. We would definitely mm. because I would trust her with my life. So I know that if she had to make a business decision on my half, I know she would make the right decision for both of us. But what's so funny is we're both not officially in business together. But all the business meetings that I have or any decisions that I need to make, I'll go to Steph straight away and vice versa. She came to my first business meeting with me with my investors. And then ever since she just comes to every single meeting now, literally, her investors are always like, is Steph gonna come along? Like, it's just an automatic thing that I would be even though I've got nothing to do with the company, I just sit there and listen to the meeting. just to give my opinion it was so funny because in her first investment meeting because her investors are part of the drinks um drinks like community yeah they have an alcoholic drink and the first time they were like oh try our drinks (laughs) yeah they gave us like loads of alcoholic uh, alcoholic beverages to try there was about 12 of them by the time she had to do the investment meeting she was so drunk but i said it was the best (laughs) meeting she's ever given because it gave her so much confidence it was the best business pitch i ever did i'd never showed so much enthusiasm can you remember it
0: though and can you, you remember any of it, it? No.
4: it's only because she filmed it that i knew it was yeah. good. <laughs> i'm like when did that happen we got out of the room and i said to you this room is spinning like i cannot believe we just the did second that. we got out i was like let's go to the club
0: Then fall asleep in the taxi probably <laughs> if, you were, if you were
4: you both made it
0: to the final of um the apprentice how do you look back on your experience now so uh, now a bit of time has passed
4: god do you want to go? It's crazy because if I would go into The Apprentice now with what I know, mm. oh, we would have so, we would have Sold. done so, so Sold. well. So I look back now in hindsight and I'm like, I wish I knew what I knew now. Yeah. But when you go in and apply, you always say that the benchmark is like, I just want to get to the interviews. Yeah. I just want to get to the interviews I mean, we all did it so yeah to be fair when I first got there it was so intimidating the whole thing because you don't realize how big the production is I thought I was literally going to be there a week I only packed like three weeks worth of clothing and then when it got to like well, there was like six people left I'm like I need to get a whole new wardrobe I was ordering so much to the house because I literally had run out of clothes each week when I used to call my family and be like I got through again even they were shocked <laughs> by week six they were like I was like no I'm through again every week I'd call my dad and I'd say I'm through but he thought I was calling and then to tell him I'm coming home. He was like, <laughs> Another week I can't believe it I'm like I'm so glad that my family believe in me <laughs> but when you go there in the first on the very first task and you see everyone outside the boardroom and you meet all the girls for the first time I was like oh my god I'm going home straight away yeah. I was like these people are so good like so much better than I expected yeah. but you've just got to chip away at it week by week and just try and apply yourself to the task it's funny though because now that I look back a lot I'm watching the new series it looks so nerve-wracking but I think when you're in it like I remember just having so much confidence during mm. the process but like now re-watching it or even if I watch previous series and watch the their interviews I get so nice for them like it looks like, and people go to us how the hell do you get through those interviews with like Linda Platt and, and Claude they look savage and I was like you're just so in the zone that you it almost because you've done 12 weeks of it it yeah. just becomes your normal yeah. life them to tell you how bad everything is it's like like being in a bubble it's so weird because we'd be in a taxi on the way to get interviewed by linda plant and then i'd look in the car next to me and someone's just driving home from work yeah and i'm like how (laughs) can your life be so normal right now and i'm like we're in this weird bubble yeah it's crazy and you're not allowed to know anything like you're not allowed to watch the news you don't know what's going on and when we went it was peak covid and we didn't even know if the uk had come out and we we were around like are people still in lockdown or not it was crazy we weren't allowed to know <laughs> we were like 12 weeks in love with be big brother yeah. so when we came out I honestly had no idea how to be a person yeah. because I would had everything done for me for 12 weeks I had to learn how to take myself to like the toilet again because I don't it's so weird to do stuff on my own her mum is so funny because every week Steph would call to talk about the apprentice and she'd be like yeah but what about the Kardashians yeah she's trying to
1: Oh, she sounds a bit of me. Yeah.
4: She was like, let me <laughs> tell you all the gossip that's going on, because I know that's what you really want. you only got a 10-minute phone call and Steph couldn't even talk about this here. No. I wanted to say what I was achieving, and she was like, yeah, I really don't care, but you know that Kylie's had her baby. <laughs> and I was
1: just like, okay, well, so I mean, this is I love your mum already. Yeah.
4: Oh, everyone love loves her. my mum. You <laughs> would get on so okay. well with you her. definitely
1: would. I feel like I love her.
4: <laughs> She's a typical, like, Southeast London mum, like, that everyone just <laughs> She's loves. So She's so funny.
0: Love I'm really that. loving the energy that you two have I can I, I reckon that I reckon you should like get your own show or something because you two are like the, it's, it's, it's such positive vibes I'm really enjoying it
4: oh it's always like that with us as well literally when we're on a night out you know like some people are good drunks and some people are bad drunks we get even more like this so like after a (laughs) bottle we're like so so excited the table next to us does get annoyed because we just get louder and louder and
0: louder and louder shut up (laughs) (laughs) what have you both got coming up anything exciting
4: do you want to go first so i have just launched my business Um, which was a bit different to the one I went on The Apprentice, but it's Mm -hmm. called Oomph Energy Drinks. um, And they are a range of healthy energy drinks. So, no sugar, eight calories, BPLAs, apple cider vinegar, and B vitamins. And it uses natural caffeine. So, you get a nice, a nice, a nice high instead of instead like a of spike. That spike. And then you drop as well. Lovely. So, yeah, we just launched. So, it's been so exciting. They taste, honestly. I'm not just saying it, they taste. Because I've been through the whole process with <laughs> her, obviously. <but laughs> she was like, <laughs> we went through many trials. <already."> I feel like I've been through the whole process and honestly they taste amazing like I cannot tell you so we're really happy yeah it's taken about eight months to get to this point which is like three times as long as we expected but it's worth it because yeah we're really happy with in product. business that happens though it's really hard like when yeah. you're an apprentice people think everything's supercharged, and you leave the yeah. process within two weeks our company should be yeah. fully fledged and open but in real life I love
0: that as well it's like harder. people People think that you come up with a marketing campaign overnight and have to yeah. present it the next day. I mean, clearly that doesn't ever happen in real life.
4: Yeah, it's like that is not legitimate. <laughs> Not at all, like, not at all. but yeah. And then with me, I'm still pursuing my idea that I went on to the apprentice with, which is a pre loved clothing website but for children. So, basically, vintage or depop but for mm-hmm. kids because it's not doesn't exist. And I'm kind of securing investment right now for that because it takes a lot of money to build an app. By the way,
0: guys, I can imagine I Pay, paying programmers is not cheap. Yes, I can imagine. No,
4: it's not. If you ever want to make a lot of money, honestly, yeah. go into tech, they are rolling in it. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, um, so jealous. I'm just smart enough. I, I don't know. know I,
0: can <laughs> I always think now like why did I go into journalism when I, <laughs> I could have like
4: changed the font size on Instagram no. stories until last week My oh Instagram really look like they're in 2011 because I've heard of <laughs> the features that you could do and then last week you had to teach me and I was, she like, was I like how do you it? change the font size you know when you go up and down on the little thing I was like
0: and now people are moving I up Instagram up. and into TikTok so you're gonna have to have a whole new thing of, uh, <laughs> yeah, of stuff yeah. you've got to do um well I'm super pleased with you that it's going so well and, and I'm loving this this. Um, the energy between you both. So um, thank anyway,
4: you so much. I don't want to much. say the word ant and deck for the future, <laughs> but I'm just
1: going to the right, it now, I mean... <laughs> okay? We're the ant and deck of The Apprentice. <laughs> I love that. <laughs> thank, thank you so much for joining us this evening, girls. Absolutely oh, pleasure I to have you on. Oh,
4: we always love speaking to you. Thanks for coming. Thanks for having us on. Thank You're you. You're so really well so. Can't wait to try the drink. Oh, I yeah, will be sending you time, so check your DMs because they're coming. Oh, I will <laughs> do. Oh, you thanks. I, I only saw...
1: That your, um, your DM from saying that about the celeb karaoke, thank you so much. That was so sweet of you. Bless you. Thank you, babe. Sorry, I didn't <laughs> reply. It wasn't till I was looking when I knew you was on the show this week oh, and I clicked and I saw your message. So thank you. That was lovely. Don't worry, do not worry. No worries, Peggy. I loved it.
4: Yeah, we're <laughs> Thank <about> you,
1: babes. <laughs> Love
4: guys. it. Uh, so. Have a good evening, guys. Bye, Bye darling. Bye.
1: Bye. Bye. Bye.
0: Well, they're going to be the female and the deck. Why don't we be the gay and the deck? I mean, I was Let's just do thinking it, modes. Uh, well, on the Eurovision red carpet. Yeah, we already are. We are already are, <laughs> uh, Well, that was a lovely show. I uh, feel like very like high energy. I feel very pumped after that. It's uh, exciting. Um, yeah, lovely show. Got anything exciting come up this week? I've got a busy one.
1: Oh, tell me about yours.
0: I've got, I'm going to the theatre. I've got oh. my family visiting. I've got... I've got to go to John Lewis straight after we finish recording this podcast. I mean, I've just got bits and bobs all over the place. I'm going to... Uh, oh, no, actually, that'll be after we record the show next week. I'm going to the V&A for an opening. I've just got lots and lots of things going on. It's busy,
1: busy. I've got, a, yeah. I've got a, a dinner at the weekend, but nothing... is still relatively coming out of uh, the new year. I mean, I know we're February now. January, I always have a little bit of a quiet one. Yep, yeah, Um, uh, But, yeah, just a little bit of dinner. Nothing to... Um, two out there yet but um yours is amazing you can you can live for both of us Stephen
0: yeah sober as
1: well I love a bit of John Lewis
0: oh yeah I'm jealous I'd like to go shopping (laughs) (laughs) now oh yeah Uh, yeah just as good uh well until next week everyone thanks for listening goodbye
1: bye guys